Agutvach. Dear Chaveirim, we are just coming from Shabbos Chazak that we just concluded. We made a siyum on the fourth of the Chamishet Chum by reading the portions of Matois and Masei. And we all declare together, Chazak, Chazak, V'nishazek. We are both encouraging each other. We are both affirming that indeed Hashem will give us the strength. And with God's Koyach, we're going to march straight into the Geulah. Now, it's amazing that by divine providence, many of us who are learning the daily Rambam, therefore we just recently celebrated the Siyum HaRambam, and many more people undertook to start the new cycle of the daily learning of Rambam. And after we learned together the introduction of the Rambam, the Rambam from there goes to count and to put the paper all the 613 mitzvahs, by dividing them between the positive and the negatives, 248 positives and 365 negatives, and the Rambam chose to count as the last of the positive mitzvahs, mitzvahs ramach is ladun bedinei nachlas, that we should adjudicate the laws of inheritance as prescribed in the Torah. When we were learning this in shul, we quoted the sikh of the Rebbe that asks, why did the Rambam choose to write this as the final of the positive mitzvahs? Why didn't the Rambam write the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah as the last of the 248 positives, being that in the Torah, right, the last mitzvah that's mentioned in the entire Torah, in the portion of Ayelach, is the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. So why didn't the Rambam write that mitzvah as the last of the positives. So we quoted that the Rebbe Gavaldic answers, true in the written Torah, the final mitzvah is the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. And parenthetically, Mikan, the mitzvah of the Rebbe, that each one of us should purchase our own letter in the Sefer Torah. But coming back to Rambam, says the Rebbe, that in the oral Torah, in Mishnayis, the last Mishnah, in Mesechtes Uktsin, in the Seder of Taris, writes Rabbeinu HaKadosh, that Osad HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lahanchil, Lechol Tzadik V'Tzadik Shin Yudai Lomis, that in the imminent present when Mashiach is about to come, God Almighty will bequeath to every Tzadik, and as the Rebbe emphasizes that Va'amech Kulam Tzadikim, that every Yid will inherit from God, a Ruchni Yizdika, 310 worlds, so since the Mishnayis concludes with the laws, with a concept of bequeathing, of inheritance, so does Rambam. So I would like to share perhaps that this week, when we concluded the portion of Masay, this is the written Torah, that the last mitzvah and the last topic that's spoken about in the portion of Masay is the laws of inheritance, the story of Benoist Tzulafchad. Unless you think, well, it's not the end of the Torah, well, one can argue that true, there are five books of the Torah, but as we all know, that the fifth Sefer, right, Sefer Devarim, is separated from the prior four. The fifth Sefer was written by, with Moshe Rabbeinu's own words, obviously through divine inspiration, through divine prophecy, but yet it's different. So the conclusion of the part of the Torah that is, so to say, dictated word by word by God Almighty to Moshe, 
is this week is the portion of Masay, and here also we find that the last topic discussed is the topic of Nachla, of inheritance. And the question is why? And I want to share with you a Gavaldika story. And that should serve as inspiration, as an insight, and as a chazak to the whole concept of our schus, of our mitzvah, and our merit of learning Torah. And a big chizuk, especially to those who undertook to start a new cycle of learning Rambam, a daily daily learning, the concept of kvius itum la Torah, that this indeed gives us tremendous chizuk bechlal, and especially nowadays in this dark moment of Golos, mit corona, with the schools perhaps not opening, God forbid, v'chulei v'chulei, and the loneliness that many people might feel. But the Rebbe says like this, that there are many ways for us to connect and we're speaking about connecting to God and connecting to the Torah, connecting to the land of Israel, that it's Israel. And they are expressed by us declaring that we have a chilek in God and in the Torah and in Eretz Yisrael, or it is our goyrol. And sometimes we find the expression that it is our Yerusha. Torah tziva lanu moishe moirasha kihilas Yaakov. So the Rebbe explains that a chilek, us having a part, and we do have a part in godliness, and we have our part in the Holy Land, and we have the same chilkeinu b'soyrosecha. You get your part through your effort. Then there is something, there is a connection that we have with God, and with Eretz Yisrael, and with the Torah, that is called a goyrel. Even without effort, we're lucky, right? We won the lottery. And then there is something even deeper, and that is when we declare that it is our Yerusha, that at the end of everything, it is our inheritance. How is a Yerusha greater than a Goyrel and greater than a Chelek? And this is a theme that we have a lot in Hasidus. A Chelek and a Goyrel means that there are two entities. There is the giver and the receiver. And true, through our effort, we are able to receive. And sometimes even without effort, we have the muzzle of winning the lottery and receiving nonetheless. But still, there is the giver and there is the receiver. And, and whether we're speaking about the level of godliness or whether we're speaking about a chilek in the Holy Land or whether we're speaking about a chilek in the Torah, it's given to us from something that's outside of us. There is Hashem and then there is us. Yerusha means something much deeper. The whole idea of Yerusha is not that, for example, the property of the father is bequeathed to his son. No. The pshat of Yerusha is, is that the son is in the place of his father. The item that's going is not leaving the father's domain and entering the child's domain. It stays in the same domain because the child is a part of his father. Yerusha means that our connection to God and therefore our connection to the Holy Land and therefore our connection to the Torah is that it is part of us. There is one entity. There is a Yid and Torah. It's all one and the same. And listen to the story. The story was written by a beautiful Yiddish writer by the name of Shalom Alsh. And in his story, he writes how in Russia, when the law of the land was that when soldiers are traveling from one location to the other, so when they went through a city or when they went through a village, every citizen was obligated to host as many soldiers can fit in their home. So he's describing how an elderly Jewish couple that had a one-bedroom apartment, 
Not an American one-bedroom apartment where you have one bedroom, but then you have a living room, and then you have a dining room, and you have a kitchen, and you have a bathroom. No, there was an outhouse, and the apartment is one room. Okay, so they were obligated to house one soldier. So he describes that comes the first Friday night... And the soldier is sitting around a Shabbos table and his face is a picture of bewilderment. He's looking at the Shabbos candles and he's looking at the Kiddush and at the Challah. And some of all of this is really touching him deeply. And somewhere in the middle of the meal, this young Russian soldier stands up and he goes over to a soldier's pack. And he opens it up and he takes out the ammunition and the weapons and the change of clothing. And he comes to the bottom of a speckle and he pulls out a little velvet bag. And he hands it to the old man and he tells him, please tell me, what is this? The old man opens it up. He pulls out a tiny talus cotton. He pulls out a pair of tefillin that is extremely small and a little siddhar. And he looks at the Russian soldier and he tells him, tell me from whom did you take this? How do you have this? So the Russian soldier responds, I did not take this from anyone. This was always with me. So the old man opens up the Siddur and he reads the inscription in Yiddish and his eyes are filled with tears. And this is what it says to our dear son Yosela who was taken from us as a boy. If you will live to see your bar mitzvah, you should know that Tate and Mame love you always. My friends, when we open up a Sefer, whether we're learning the daily Rambam, whether we're learning Chitas, whether we're learning Agamara, whether we're learning a Hasidus and Asich, or any part of Torah, aside of the black letters that we can read and hopefully understand there is something that's not written with black ink but we have to connect to that when god sent us into golos a thousand nine hundred and fifty one years ago god wrote us a little citadel and he wrote an inscription and what god is writing to me and to you is that i we should remember that god always is with us and god always loves us and when we feel that love of God written into the words of Torah, it's a whole different Torah. Then when we learn the Torah, we experience that the Torah is our Yerusha. That the end of it all, mitzvah means to connect. The end of the mitzvah is the ultimate goal of the mitzvah is to experience that we are mamish one with God. And this is the biggest chizuk that we need to receive, that we need to experience. And like I mentioned, many people feel alone, especially now. And there are, there's a lot of uncertainty. And Bechlal, life is really always filled with uncertainty. People, many people had an illusion that they knew exactly what's going to happen and they were able to plan ahead. But now that it's clear that God is running the world and we are in Hashem's hands, we have to experience the connection that we have and the love that we have. And indeed, as we make the Siyum, as we made the Siyum today, and as we declare, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek, there is no greater chizuk than to feel the love that Hashem has for us. The awesomeness that Hashem put Himself into the Torah that we are able to learn. A huge chizuk for all of you and for all of us that undertook and that will undertake to do daily shiurim, 
as Hasidim, firstly Rambam, learning Chitas, and all the other additional Gevaldik Eshiyurim, and indeed as we experience the connection that Hashem has with us, together with that we call out and we ask of God Almighty that you are the Balabas, that you send us away from our homes so many years ago, that it's high time, and we ask of you, and as the Rebbe says, we demand of you that indeed we want Mashiach now, and we demand Mashiach now, and just like that, in an instant, we will all merit to see indeed how we are one with God, how we are one with the Holy Land, and how we are one with the Torah. May that happen tonight. To all.